Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 36, A Swing and a Miss. Hello, welcome to September. How are you all? I'm awesome. Yesterday was Labor Day, just coming off a three-day weekend. So many fun adventures and stories. Oh, if I only had time to tell you everything. My husband is actually traveling. He's in France and Germany for work for the next week. He left a few days ago, so he wasn't here this weekend. And I may have overcompensated a little bit with scheduling some activities from the kids and I, (laughs) but um, we had a great time and the first week of school went well and everybody's loving their teachers and they all get on the bus and it's just all pretty amazing. But sometimes your best laid plans end up being your biggest failures. Can you guys relate to this? So this podcast episode, I titled it Swing and a Miss (laughs) because there's an event that happened this weekend. I'm going to tell you about it in a second, but I'm super excited about it and did not go how I planned and I'm calling it a swing and a miss. So like I said, the kids and I had all weekend alone without my husband. He's traveling and... We had just come off going, you know, to the beach for a week and um, we went camping the last weekend before school started and, you know, I wanted to have something planned for this weekend, but I didn't feel like traveling anywhere, so I decided to do like a little staycation. So part of that was we went and saw Harry Potter in the movie theater and went swimming and we hosted a cookout and did a bunch of things. And the grand finale was I was going to take them to the Durham Bulls minor league baseball game on Monday of Labor Day. So I got the tickets and they had a special event that like kids ate free on this day. And I was super excited. My middle child, Alec, loves baseball. He, you know, played baseball last season he's been to a couple games there and just, you know, they love it. And my, my daughter Ayla had been, but she had been much younger when she went. So she doesn't remember. So they were super excited about it. And of course, Arlo, the youngest is just always excited about everything. So (laughs) I'm like in the grand finale of the weekend is we're going to this baseball game. It's going to be awesome. So in the morning, like we all picked out our red, white, and blue clothes because it was Labor Day and I did face paint on them. Like I painted the American flag and I wrote Durham Bulls on my son's arm and Ayla had like red, white, and blue stars with glitter. <laughs> like we went all out and, you know, it was like a lot of anticipation for this thing. And I picked, you know, good seats on the third baseline and was super excited about it. It was hot and sunny, but I didn't really understand how hot and sunny it was going to be. (laughs) And so we get there and we park and we're walking in. We're super excited and we get and, you know, my son has been there a few times without me and thought that he knew the layout of the ball field and, you know, what, where we had to go and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, Alec, you just need to trust me. I know what I'm doing. We're going to go find our seats and then we'll get our food and blah, blah, blah. And so his attitude was pretty poor from the get-go, like it's is when he realized that he wasn't in charge. And we get to our seats, and they are in full blaring sun. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's reaching 90 degrees outside. There's no clouds in the sky. 
and like the seats are hot. Like, you know, we had to like kind of like cool them down before we even sat down on them. And it just was not a good start. So we, we waited in our seats for a few minutes and then I'm like, all right, let's go get the food. We go find the food. We had to wait in the line and, you know, it was advertised all over the place that kids eat free with these tickets. And so we get up to the, you know, wait in line, get up to the concession stand. And they're like, well, we, you need a voucher for the food. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, I've got the three kids. They're right here. Here's my tickets. They're like, just go over there. You don't have to wait back in line. Get your voucher. Come back. So we do that. We come back. We get the food. Of course, they're missing the chips that's supposed to come with the meal. They, they sell out of them. So it's like half a meal <laughs> for these tickets. We get everything, we come back, we get back to our seats. And again, it's just so hot. Everybody is miserable. Um, my son does refuses to sit down. So I had to empty my purse for him to sit down on the seat because the seats were so hot. And, you know, we hung there for a few minutes and they're just like dripping with sweat, complaining. I'm okay with it. Like I know how to make it work with my mind and like just sort of like not think about the heat so much and just watch the game and but I'm an adult right like these kids don't know that skill and they're not even looking at the players playing they're just like looking at the screens out in the outfield and everything else going on and they're just so in their heads with how awful and hot it was and so we get up and walk around we go stand in some shady spots and we try to look for maybe we can like sneak into some seats um, that we're not in, you know, full sun. And we did that for a second and then had to move because some people came back to their seats and, you know, it just, we kind of like just danced around it for a while, sat in some seats that nobody came back to, but then the sun came out and like was, you know, directly on us again. And my youngest son just had had enough. And he's just like, I want to go home. I want to go home. And my, my daughter was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then my middle son, Alec, the, the big baseball fan guy was just like, he was so miserable and complained the whole time. But then I mentioned that we were probably going to go and he started crying. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, like there's no, there's no win here. Like there's no like good outcome. Like I, you know, sometimes in these situations, I'm like, well, if two of the three people are happy, the one person will just have to suck it up. And But if the majority of the crowd is going to be happy to stay, I'm, I'll make it work. Right. But there was just no upside to the situation. Um, so, you know, I decided to leave and I'm like, you guys, we're just going to go. Um, I was definitely taking action from a negative emotion, but I loved my reason. I knew leaving would be better than staying. I knew we were all upset about the current situation. I also knew we'd all be upset about leaving the current situation, and there was no avoiding that negative emotion here. So I decided to let us at least be in air conditioning and have a seat <laughs> in the car outside of the hot blaring sun and be miserable. And so for that, I loved my reason to go. But has this ever happened to you? Have you ever like had such high hopes for something and had such grand anticipation for it and then it doesn't go how you thought it would? And then you get to the that moment or that event and it was a huge letdown or a failure. Or maybe it was that you've had planned to only have two drinks out with your friends and you planned in advance and maybe you got coached by me or you self-coached yourself and in, in your head like you were in total tip-top shape, you're confident, your thoughts were well-planned. Um, and then you arrive and you have your two drinks and then you find yourself saying yes to the third and the fourth. And then you quickly realize that your well-planned plan is a complete failure. 
And then you leave and you're beating yourself up saying, see, I knew you couldn't do it. What were you thinking? You can't moderate your drinking. You can't follow through. You didn't feel your urges. Or I'm never trying that again. And if you listen to those thoughts, you wouldn't ever try them again, right? You might not even try. You might just keep on drinking the way you always do. And on the day of the big baseball game failure, I thought to myself, I'm never doing that again. Like, I think I even said that to the kids, you guys. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And if I had listened to that thought, I probably wouldn't try something new with the kids alone, right? I would stay doing the same things that were comfortable and safe, like going to the pool that we go to all summer or going on a hike that I've been on multiple times. But guess what? I don't listen to those thoughts anymore. I have them for sure, but now I just notice them. I don't attach to them and I definitely don't act on them, meaning I don't do something drastic after I think them. And yesterday while this was happening, I was, I remember thinking my old self would for sure drink. I even looked around the baseball field and noticed everyone drinking ice cold beers in these cute little mason jar shaped plastic cups. I thought I could have a beer if I wanted, but consciously I thought I don't want to. Alcohol doesn't make anything better and it would only make the situation worse. And I thought about how hot it was and the alcohol and the sweat and the kids crying. And I was like, no, thank you. That is not going to help me. But my old self may not have drank at the ball field, but would definitely have stopped and got a chilled Viognier or a nice rosé on the way home. So that when I got there, I would watch TV and numb out and eat popcorn and drink the wine. And I would like numb out to the third, right? <laughs> like I, I, I talk about numbing a lot in my pod, podcast or buffering our way our emotions. Not only would I drink, I would munch on popcorn and I would watch TV. So I like, it's like exponentially buffering. So like buffering to the third, that's what I would have done in the past. But yesterday I just felt sad and I kept going. I let myself have all the thoughts and the feelings. And we stopped at Trader Trader Joe's on the way home from the ball field. And I bought myself some fresh flowers for the week, which I normally do. And I had a sample of coffee. And then we went home and I got ready for the week and I ate dinner and we watched a movie and then we all went to bed. And today, I have a whole new perspective of yesterday, just because I allowed myself to feel and to think, and I didn't buffer anything away. And today, I realized nothing went wrong. It happened exactly how it should have happened, and I learned something. (laughs) I learned not to book baseball tickets on Labor Day weekend with seats and open sun at 1 (laughs) p.m. I learned to not have such high expectations with three little kids and trying something new alone without my husband. I learned that letting my kids stay up till 11 o'clock the night before and then attempting a big event like this probably wasn't going to be setting us up for success. So I won't not do it again. It'll just look a little bit different. I'll try again and I'll make a few small tweaks and we'll see if it could work. Sometimes when things don't go exactly how we think they should, it spins us out and we aren't really curious and take the time to allow and feel our feelings and evaluate what happened. We miss an opportunity for growth. If you had planned to only have two drinks and you ended up drinking more, how can you think of it as a learning opportunity instead of a huge F up? I talk about this in a previous podcast called The Power of a Failure. I believe it's episode number 27. And if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend you do. But basically in that podcast episode, I talk about if you fail, 
and then you take the time to evaluate the failure, that failure can create the exact path you need to make it successful. For me, in this baseball situation, I'll do it again, and I know it will be different. Might not be better, (laughs) but it'll be different, and I'm willing to do it again to see if I can experience something new. I don't want my kids saying, remember that one time mom took us to that baseball game and we left early and she never took us again? I don't want that to be my story either. If I had drank or ate or buffered my thoughts and feelings away yesterday, I would have missed the opportunity to think about how I could do it differently next time. I wouldn't learn and I probably would miss an opportunity to create a fun memory with my kids because I would let this event prevent me from doing something like that again. I'd avoid it altogether. So if I were to be in this situation again or to plan something like this again, I will for sure repeat what I did yesterday, right? Because I didn't take the time to evaluate and make adjustments. And I would have the same outcome or something very similar to what happened yesterday, right? So if I avoid, I want to, I want to focus on this for a second. So really pay attention to me here. If I avoided what happened yesterday by buffering, like drinking, eating, numbing out in some way, and I didn't evaluate what happened yesterday or how I could make it better next time. If I miss that opportunity, and then you know a couple of months down the line, I find myself in the same situation again with the kids and doing a big event, the likelihood that the same outcome will happen is very likely, right? Because I'm not trying something new. I'm not approaching it from a different place. So if you have a failure and you don't take the time to evaluate and you avoid and say, I'm not going to do that again, I'm not going to try that again, and you beat yourself up and you put it to the back burner, right? your likelihood of repeating the same situation is very high, (laughs) right? So I don't want that to be your story. Don't let one failure or multiple failures end with, well, that didn't work right? One swing and a miss doesn't mean failure. Three swings and three misses is a strikeout. But do you think successful professional athletes or tech gurus like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs gave up after a few failures? Hell no. They evaluate it, adjust it, and keep moving forward. They know it's part of the process. How many failures are you willing to have in order to permanently stop over drinking? I was willing to fail for years before I finally figured it out like 10 years, you guys. Maybe you have been too. Maybe you've been trying to get it under control for years, but can't seem to do it. That's okay. All of those years of trying is giving you great data. Data of what is not working, right? (laughs) I had over 20 years of data. If I look at all of my years of over drinking, of dieting, stopping drinking during the week, cleanses, staying home, not going out, avoiding it, just telling myself I'll start on Monday, I realized that none of that was working because I had tried those things over and over and over again. But still, I didn't just accept that over drinking and eating was my fate. I wanted to move past it. I just didn't know how. The same thing with that baseball game. I knew that I could have fun by taking the kids to the bark park the ballpark alone. I just didn't know how. (laughs) I still don't know how. I'm going to figure it out though. And that's all you need to do, need to have is that willingness to figure it out. It takes not listening and accepting those thoughts that automatically come that tell you what a screw up you are and what a horrible idea it was to plan your drinks in advance. It takes 
taking time and evaluating what happened and looking at all the circumstances and all the thoughts and all the feelings you had in the moments leading up to the overdrink and what you did after. It's just a little bit of data. It's nothing more than that. And if you can stay objective and in curiosity mode, you'll find another way you can approach it next time, another way to think about it, and another feeling you could feel. Eventually, if you keep going up to bat and swinging and putting yourself out there and trying something new over and over again, it will work. It just takes practice and evaluation, and it just might take having a coach there to help you see how to adjust and what you could think differently and what emotions you weren't willing to feel in the moment, and that is perfectly okay. Pro athletes don't get where they are alone. Steve Jobs didn't get there alone. I didn't get there alone. I had a coach, someone who had played before me, who had failed and succeeded before me, and she knew how certain plays could create the outcome I wanted and which plays wouldn't. Asking for help makes you a smart person. (laughs) Asking for help will get you the results you actually want instead of staying stuck where you currently are. Asking for help will get you the results you want a heck of a lot sooner than you are able to do on your own, and that is a beautiful thing. So how are you going to step up to bat now? Are you willing to keep coming up to the plate, adjusting your stance, feeling brave, even when you don't know the outcome? Well, hell yes you are because you're a badass that does hard things. You want an interesting and fulfilling life, one that isn't caught on auto repeat. You want to learn how to have a full and exciting life that doesn't revolve around drinking when things don't go as planned or to rely on drinking to have a good time. You want to learn how to overcome this permanently so that you can go on and create more in your life and do things you have been scared to do before. Stopping over drinking and not giving up on that pursuit will teach you how to take bigger risks that will let you learn to accept failure as a part of the growth process and you will become a stronger and more capable individual as a result of that. Stopping over drinking is just the beginning If you can get get that out of the way, there is nothing you can't accomplish. Don't give up. Reflect, adjust, and keep moving. And I'm here if you want my private help in guiding and coaching you to the finish line. You can request a free consult in the link in the show notes, and let's see what we can do together. Till next week, my friends. Bye for now.